2: Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ.
3: I was made to love.
0: Hello, Cassandra Perkins here, your host of Behind the Mask. I'm so glad that you are listening today. If you're tuning in from wherever you are, Welcome to the show on Behind the Mask. We talk about real topics and we come out from behind this mask that we all wear and and talk about raw topics that isn't normally discussed on a a day to day basis. You don't really see this a lot of the time out there. And the topics that we talk about are really that we come out from behind the mask and talk about things that maybe you're struggling with. Maybe you're struggling with depression. We talk about depression. Maybe you're struggling uh, with alcohol. We've talked about alcohol. We also have a lot of light and Fun topics as well, but today I think really to narrow down my guest for today, he talks a lot about failure, and failure is so debilitating in our own lives. Always, it's so debilitating. It it seems to consume us. It seems to control us. And once we do fail, we are so afraid to get back up and try again. And we're so afraid that we're going to fail again. And that failure is such a bad thing. And 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 uh, you know the world kind of perceives it as a bad thing a lot of the time. That if you fail, that it's bad, and that you'll never. Try truly be where you want to be. But really failure is 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 a growing tool for your own life. And that's really what my guest today Tyler Williams talks about. He's so incredible. Let me tell you a little bit about really who he is and in, in his background and and what he's doing today. He is an author, a motivational speaker and a country singer songwriter and former NASCAR All-American driver based right in Atlanta, jo- Georgia. Tyler is a trained life and business coach, a Ziggler Legacy certified speaker and trainer. <laughs> and emotional in- intelligence trainer. He has trained at the Company Acting Studio as well as Jan Smith Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. He has led a mission to Team Kenya and Haiti for adventure service projects. He has spoken and performed in thousands of high schools around the country in arenas such as Phillips Arena, Infinity Energy Center, and Al- Al- Atlanta's ironic Fox Theater. Iconic Fox Theater. excuse me. International affairs in his he he Tyler is a graduate of the University of Georgia with a BA in international affairs. he In his spare time, he really enjoys motorsports and living a life of exploration. He currently races a sprint far, sprint car for Corey Crewsman in South Carolina, and he's out there doing so many amazing things. And really, I got to truly meet him through through Ziegler, which has been a, an amazing opportunity for me to connect with some amazing people uh, that have these incredible stories where. Uh, I mean, sadly, a lot of us do have to fail in our life. And, and, and you know, in my own personal story, that's been a, a theme for me where I failed and I was in a dark place and was very depressed in my life. And through that, I discovered my passion. And that doesn't mean that you have to go through failure to discover your passion. But if you do go through failure, that it's not a bad thing. And that you are, not, I mean, as Zig Ziglar says, failure is an event, it's not a person. What we go through doesn't define us. And that that you can discover who you really are, even with your failures. So I'm so happy to welcome to my show, Tyler Williams. Tyler, are you there?
1: I'm here. How
0: are you? I'm so good. It's so good to hear your voice. How um, I'm just so I'm so glad, and I, I, I can't believe that you know we connected through Ziggler and I can't believe the your story. And uh, you know I have your book in front of me. I have your CD in front of me. I have uh, you know I got to learn more about you, and I was studying up on you, and uh, you know just through the love of social media, got to really see the person that you are. And you are out there making such a, a difference in this world, my friend. So thank you so much for for sharing that story and your story on my show. I appreciate that.
1: I'm glad to to be a part of your show and to, to share just a glimpse of my story and, and hopefully to encourage other people to, to look into how they live their life and ultimately use their voice in the world and, and know that everyone can make a difference no matter where they are.
0: Right, and I think that's so important to recognize and so important to point out. And I love that you say that. That we can all we all have the potential to make a difference. And I, I, you know, if if I'm not wrong, I think we all want to make a difference in life. We all want to be difference makers. We all want to have an impact on somebody's life. We all want to change the world, and that's a good thing. So we should know how to reach our dreams and how to achieve our goals, even if we're in a place where we may not feel like we're doing that at at the point. Or similar to your situation, you feel like you had everything, like you. You were on your way to stardom or you were on your way to achieving your goals to finding this, you know, quote unquote success. And and sadly, you, you kind of backed off. You were almost afraid of success. You almost had a fear of success and you kind of slacked off after failure, after failure had into your life. So let's talk about really where your passion started. I really like to talk about your background and then we'll get uh, into a little bit uh, later about how you kind of shied away from your success. But let's talk about your background a little bit. Where did you find this passion for for these things in your life, the the race car, the singing, where did you find these passions? Where did they develop?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, you know, I think everyone at some point asks, you know, what am I here to do? How do I find my passion? I'm on a search for something, and it's, right. it just seems like it's impossible to find. And for me, you know, it's almost one of those things you walk into where I was in middle school, and the school I was in happened to have a choir. And so I joined a choir. And found that I have a love for performing and, and being out on the stage. And you know, initially, the, the solo performances I was still really fearful of, but the, the choir work where you're together and it's a group of people and you're there for the common good to sing songs and to express your know, joy and love and, and hope and, and show people a good time, that lit a fire within me. And our choir director was, was really great and sought out opportunities for us to perform. You're not just in our school, but out in the community in in Atlanta, we do holiday shows around Christmas. And that was a huge opportunity just to get out and and have fun and and perform for people. And then the biggest opportunity we had, he, he had us audition for Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. They were running into town and they would pick a choir locally for every city they were going to that year. And I was 11 years old. We got to try out and we were paired up with another choir that they decided to, to join forces. And we went out and 11 years old, I got to perform and sing and be in front of 4,000 people night after night for a week of performances wow. with, with Joseph and you know, 11 years old. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was one of those thrilling, you know, you'd never forget those moments. Even, you know, when you're 80 years old, you can look back and go, man, that was awesome. Well, luckily for us we were asked to come back for the next year and I came back in town and at 12 years old something clicked that wait I do love this but now I can see that people do that for a career that's not just a thing that was in the moment Hmm. and so I realized you know the very last night I remember sitting there right before about to go on stage and just had this feeling of I'm going to do this I have to be an entertainer this is what I want to do with my life and that's really where that fire started, is being able to just perform for people. And it, at that age, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about fame and success. It was simply the love of doing something. And so that was such a gift for me at that early age to realize I loved performing. Wow. Sadly, just two years later, I had one bad performance, and it wasn't in a big show. It wasn't a lot of people. It was a house show with some friends and maybe a dozen people. And as the lead singer, I didn't play an instrument. And we didn't pre- practice beforehand and just kind of went to wing it. And I uh, forgot the lyrics to the first song pretty much right away and ended up walking off stage that night and stood in the hallway, turned around, watched my buddies continue to play, just have fun. And it wasn't a grand display. I wasn't angry externally. I wasn't even you're shedding tears externally. But internally, it was that meltdown. It's, you're an idiot. You're stupid. You just screwed up. Mm. You know, the girl you're crushing on, you know, all these things running through your mind of, just how big you failed and I, I didn't do anything other than say to myself, I'll never do that again. Wow. And that set the tone for 10 years, really over 10 years. I never sang in public again, whether it was on stage or you know and that goes into speaking on stage. I never did anything that would bring attention to me beyond a small group of friends that I interacted with. You know, I didn't become a recluse. You know, I had friends, I played soccer, Right. you know, I'd I did stuff in the community, but I just wasn't living to the full potential. And so that was my first big failure in life.
0: I mean, it's crazy that uh, when we set that mindset for ourselves. I mean, you, you got off this this stage with this failure. I mean, at such a young age uh, as as well, and, and you put in your head, wow, you're a failure. You're, you're so bad at this. You screwed up, whatever the case is, you put this all in your head. And it's crazy how that action went through your life and, and how, how you lived your life in, in that fear that you would never do this again because of that one-time failure and something that you loved and cherished and you found a passion for. that was gone that that got lost because of what you put into your head and that's such a, a scary thought that we have that much power by putting one thought in our head to really determine our future and it can also turn around and be the other way where we can put positivity and and, and positive thoughts into our head and, and change it around so that we are facing the right direction and that we will achieve our dreams so uh, we'll get back to that just a, a little bit later in the show about really how you had success and, and you really stepped away from it and we'll get into that deeper but I really to. To talk about uh, how you got into race car driving. I mean that's a, a really cool thing. I mean that's that's so awesome and and, and uh, you know that you're kind of in the light in a sense. Uh you know, people are watching you, people are looking at you. So was it any different? I mean did you have fear coming into race car driving?
1: Yeah, so racing was something that you know my dad's a dentist, you know, all his family members have, you know, advanced college degrees, masters degrees, you know, a couple have a divinity degrees for their pastors and and then my mom's out of the family, or, you know, mechanics, a little bit more blue collar. So I had you know, one foot in both worlds. And, you know, with her brothers being mechanics, just grew up being around cars a ton because we spent so much time with my mom's family. And so I just had an early love for cars and, and being around hot rods. And hmm. my uncles were into mud drag racing. And so I kind of dabbled in that a little bit in my early teens. Um, well, once I got a driver's license in so mid-teens and – um But my heart was really always wondering, you know, could I race NASCAR? I had gone to my first race at 11 years old with a friend. He invited me. He was like, hey, my parents are taking me to the race. you want to go? We got a ticket. Not knowing much about it, I I was all in. And from that moment, just kind of fell in love with the the circus-like atmosphere of of the experience of racing. And anybody who's been to a NASCAR race, even if they don't like it on TV, they see it and they go, I I kind of get it now. It makes sense because it's such a an amazing sport to witness your drivers flying around the track at, you know, 190 miles an hour, 40 of them out there. And, and so for me, um, I didn't take the traditional route where you start in a quarter midget or a legend car and work your way up division by division and slowly make your way up. I I pretty much just on a whim had been reading magazine after magazine and you watch enough of it on TV, you hear the, the backstory of these drivers that have made it And typically the route was you you come from a late model background or a sprint car background. Those are really the two core paths to become a a NASCAR Cup Series driver. And we didn't do much sprint car racing here in Georgia. And so uh, doing late models primarily, I looked into what it would take to get that. And I I just happened to have a a big blessing from my grandparents, uh, my dad's parents. Every year for my birthday as a kid, they would give all the – the grandkids a little bit of walmart stock you know it wasn't a massive amount but by the time i was 17 uh, or 19 sorry i was 19 years old that had amounted to be about $17,000 wow which is a lot of money yeah and you know at that age i was like you know that'll be a down payment on a house one day or whenever i get married maybe that's the honeymoon or you know it's it's like way down the road i might use that money well uh, just so happened I, I i really got the racing bug at that point and said you know what if i could use that to buy a car and some tools. We could go racing. And so that combined with the help of my family and the family business, Swanee dental care, we were able to, to go racing in the first year. We had no idea. I mean, uh, you know, your question, was I fearful? I wasn't fearful to start, but I quickly learned that I wasn't Jeff Gordon day one because Mm -hmm. I'd never done it before. And it was a quick reminder that if you want to see success in this, it's going to take a lot of effort, energy and work to see it pay off
2: wow.
1: and the first couple of years were rough. I mean, it was a learning curve. We wrecked really bad in the, the first year and the fourth race I ever ran. And that we sat out for almost a year because of that. And it wasn't really until the third year that we started to see the success that I thought and knew was possible early on. Wow. And it's because we stuck it out and we learned and we grew together as a team, you know, a bunch of guys who'd never raced before and in the last two years, we finished second and third in the points. We we ended up in victory lane for the first time, and wow, to go from I mean, literally just a dream to we living it and yeah. and experiencing it and celebrating that with my team was, was one of the greatest joys of my life. And, and victory lane and and being able to do that. So, um, wasn't fearful to race, but definitely. It's the unknowns, right? You show up and there's guys who've been racing for 20 years who have tens of thousands of laps and you have zero race laps. And you just have to dive in believing that you have what it takes to compete.
0: Well, that's a good mindset what- to have for yourself. I mean, to have that mindset for yourself where you know that you can do it and you know that you can have success and to have that goal in front of you. And even though you're going to get diverted or you might go off on the wrong path, that you're still going to get to where you need to be if you keep that in your mind and focus on that goal. And even though you, you know, I, th- I love that you said it's really fear of the unknown. It's And, and that's what we're all afraid of is, Fear of the unknown. What's going to happen? And and I know you love you. I love that you pointed out, like, oh, I could wreck. I could, uh, you know, I could lose. I could fail. I could whatever the case is. It's the fear of the unknown or the what ifs in our life. But really when we focus and get down to it we will achieve success if you really keep that in your mindset Now we do have to take a break but when we return I want to talk to you a little bit about uh uh, how you had this success for singing and now you sing again and we're about to play one of your songs which is think we could and it's a beautiful song but I want to talk about how you had this success in your life and you kind of in a way shied away from it so stay tuned we'll be right back with Tyler Williams
3: how did we get here? Was it just a luck or did the stars align? Was it courage or a cold beer? And got me to your table that night, I knew it was a long shot. But somehow it worked and baby here we are. It's like it hit the jackpot. I'd say we're off to a real good start. You're next to me, that's all I need. I'm falling deep in your eyes. You're the sweetest thing I ever seen Everything's just right Baby You don't know it, but I know it Girl, the way you got me going You're amazing What you got to you know I want But, girl, I think we could. How did he do that? Got me thinking, got me dreaming.
0: Welcome back, everyone. I am joined with Tyler Williams. That was Think We Could. And he is an amazing singer. But he was talking to us a little bit about how he had to go through failure in his own life. And he was a singer and he found his passion from singing. And he had this all in his hands right there right there where he wanted it in his hands and it started out with just being in a choir and he found his passion which finding your passion is uh, something we all want in life and he had this passion he got up once forgot the songs the lyrics to the song and, and felt like he would never get up on a stage again that he would never put himself in a situation to fail again and that's what we all do when we're afraid of failure we, just, we don't do it we don't take the risk we don't take the chance because of the unknown in our life and Tyler has now gotten over that fear in his life and is now here singing and 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 being himself and putting himself forward and has had this reality and this this click in his head that failure is is okay in a sense. So Tyler, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much once again for for being on. I appreciate it.
1: Not a problem.
0: Absolutely. So you had this success and you stepped away from it and you had this, this click in your head that brought it back. But for you, what was the reasoning behind why you stepped away? Why did you shy away when you had this success, when you were singing, when you were performing? Why did you shy away when you had this success in your hands already?
1: Yeah. So that one performance back at 13 years old, it just took the wind out of the sails. It wasn't a big moment. And I think that's something that's important to note for anybody it's you know some people have an event where they fail and experience failure and it it leads to some you know places that are darker and it leads to depression and then there's other times where you fail and it it doesn't seem like a big deal but it does impact you and so for me that was the case where i said i'll never do this again and it's made this internal vow that it's safer not to do that i don't want to feel that way again i don't want to experience that again and so it wasn't something I thought about every single day for the next 10 years. It didn't drive me to obsess over it. And I just simply didn't do it anymore hmm. and steered my life away towards what you some, you know, maybe it's a safer territory where you aren't seen as much, you aren't put in places where you can fail as much, you know, anytime after that moment where I had to stand in front of people and, and talk you know in high school and, and get in front of class even just you know a, a room full of people it was terrifying my knees would shake my heart would race and it's a classic fear of performing that most people have you know the, the fear of public speaking but it was really beyond that it was I didn't want to be seen I didn't want to be heard from and I think people in high school would, would echo that same sentiment that you know saw me and were like man I bet he's a cool guy but he just doesn't ever talk or he doesn't share who he is and And so for me, it was just riding that out. And at a certain point, you become, that becomes your new normal. And you don't think about that past experience anymore, other than it was just a moment that you really enjoyed and you look to something else. And so for me, it was just, okay, go through high school and then you're going to go to college. And luckily, I got to race and that really opened up a side of me that. You know, people might not think of racing as entertainment, but it very much is an entertainment-based sport. You're putting on a show for the fans right. as much as you're trying to win, and it's very selfish trying to gain positions on the racetrack. It's still about putting on the greatest show that you can so that when the race is over, you can look the fans in the eye and say, I did everything I could to give you a great experience, and then you know, autograph sessions at the racetrack or fan events out in the community, and then getting to do, that was my first taste of getting to do big media and Radio and TV, and and so that ignited a little bit of the performer in me without having to be on this big stage mm. in front of an actual five, six, seven, eight thousand person audience. Wow. And so I think that was a little bit of an outlet, and I I would never have connected entertainment and racing and entertainment as a singer as the same thing at that point.
2: Mm.
0: Wow. I mean, okay. to have that connection and, and to have that reality check in your own head is is such a, an amazing thing to, to have that reality check. But sadly, not everyone gets that reality check or doesn't even know how to take the first step into discovering their passion or how to get over failure. So how, how do we find that? How do we find that, that click that we have to have in our own head to, to discover our passions and discover what our purpose is in, in life, regardless of having the fear of failure? How do we find that passion?
1: So I have a voice, which is the journey to rediscover my voice as a singer, but more importantly, the deeper question of who am I and how do I show up in this world and use my voice so that when I'm alive, but that I can also impact other people because I began to see how in my late twenties, you know, relationship ended. And I thought I would, I, had, I wondered why I was, where I was at, you know, you get to this point where you think you're going to have these different successes and none of them really were playing out. And so I had to look internally and say, okay, common denominator in all these things is me. Mm. And so what is it within me that's causing me not to show up at, at my greatest level and, being awake and alive and passionate and connected to the world in a way that, you know, again, it's not that I have, everybody has to be on a big stage and be a performer and, and use their voice in that literal sense. Your know, voice is to me, it's identity. It's who we are. It's how we connect to people. And, you know, do we feel significant? Do we help others explore and experience their own significance? And, and so when somebody says, well, how do I find my voice? I'm, I'm 15 years old and I'm trying to figure this out. And It's a big world out there. It's kind of scary. Right. Or the 55-year-old who's looking at, man, I just spent a lifetime doing stuff that other people expected. Now I'm ready to finally take it on, and it's my time. Right. But I spent all this time doing other things. I don't know. you know, The, the things that I begin to do, I mean, there's no one thing. And that, to me, that's the beauty of the journey is we all can look back and, and find places that make us unique and then use that as our strengths. And so for me, when I look back, the first thing I did was go, what did I love to do? What made me come alive? Hmm. You know, if I didn't have any money or if I, if money wasn't an issue I could do anything in the world, what, you know, would, you what would I do? Hmm. And then beyond that, even a greater question to ask is if I had $10 million or $20 million and I could help other people, the money couldn't benefit me, but I could help other people. What place, what community, what group of people would I want to support and create a, an organization around that serve them and And you begin to find little sparks of life where, okay, well, as a kid, I loved to do this. You know, I'm passionate about storytelling because I love to act out stuff. Wow. And then, well, maybe I worked in business in my 20s, and so I did marketing, but I didn't really feel the passion that I felt as a kid when I told stories and did acting.
0: So it's discovering it's almost that in almost in a sense, it's discovering that spark that you had before. I mean, and that's such a great thing as people say, well, don't look back on your past, only focus on your future. But you kind of have to sometimes go in your past to discover what made you happy, where you were the happiest in your life, and then go for that, go reach for that, because there's no reason that you shouldn't. Now, Tyler has amazing things. He's a, a public speaker, motivational speaker. Uh, he's a singer and songwriter, as you heard, and he has, his bo- uh, he has his book, which I have in my hands, which is I Have a voice and it's so incredible I want you guys to be able to go find more about him and check him out you can go to and you can find about his music about his racing and and connect with him as well he's so incredible Um, and we are going to play one of his songs now again I I just think his songs are so incredible and and it truly speaks and you can hear the passion in his voice when he sings we're going to be playing running them down stay tuned we'll be right back Welcome back, everyone. I am joined with Tyler Williams, who is an author, a motivational singer, a speaker, a country singer songwriter, as you just heard, and a former NASCAR All American driver. He is so incredible. He's based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and he is here today talking to us all about not only himself and his experiences through life and having to go through learning things and, and learning life lessons. But other than that, he is out there and he is making a difference in the world with his stories and with his experiences and helping others um, with with their uh, you know passions and discovering their passions and how to find a voice in their own life. Now, I have his book right in front of me, which is I Have His Voice. I Have a Voice, and uh, it, it's so incredible, and I just think the term I Have a Voice is is so powerful and uh, he really talks about in his book about how he lost his voice and how he had to navigate through his life um, w- w- trying to find his voice again and and, and not only just a, a physical voice like his singing voice for instance but you know the actual voice for your own life you know what you want to do where you want to go so Tyler are you still there with us I'm here Thank you so much once again for, for being here and being on the show. Um, really, I have a voice is such a powerful term. But when you have this, this title here, this phrase, I have a voice, what does it mean to have a voice? What, what does that mean when you say have a voice?
1: For me, it's simple. It's the identity piece. It's who I am and how I interact with the world. And I would never have said, you know, five, six years ago that I was on this journey to find my voice but that's really what happened when that relationship ended at 27 years old. And I just sat there going, okay, my relationship just ended. You know, it happened and it was a tumultuous time. My grandmother who I was really close to passed away the week before the week before that I had moved to a new apartment and it was just across town, but it was still, you're moving and getting settled into a new place. And then in a month after the breakup, I'd left the job I was at to start my own business. And really it was like all these areas of my life were, were, turned over. And at that point, you have to look at, you know, how do I show up and and what's happening for this to be going on? And I think it was just clues that, you know, God was giving me to say, hey, like, you need to start looking around within yourself to see how you're showing up. And that led me to discover that I simply wasn't using my voice and the world in an authentic way that was true to me. And I was just kind of going through the motions. And so when when I tapped into my voice, I realized that I had more power and influence and connection, you know, again, not to be some big star, because at that point I realized, you know, as a kid, it's like, I want to be the star
2: right.
1: as a singer. And then the NASCAR driver, I want to be the big NASCAR star. Right. Well, when I re-engaged my voice, it really helped me realize that it doesn't matter what size the stage, it could be one-to-one conversation over coffee with a friend or even a stranger. It could be, the big moments when I am on stage, no matter where I am and where I go, my voice is who I am right. and how I show up in that given moment. And when you're authentically showing up as yourself, you know, believing, you for me, things that you value, you know, creative expression, the belief that other people are amazing and they're gifts to the world and to everyone is on a daring adventure to go out and, and live their best life.
2: Right.
1: And you start to see the world in a new way. You can use your voice no matter where you are. And that to me was the most powerful thing because I didn't have to be the Grammy award-winning country music singer, the Sprint Series champion to use my voice in a really powerful way. And that's what led me to, to speaking and sharing my voice with other people because I realized the biggest gift that I can give to the world is to educate and inspire people to find their voice and to help activate the ideas that they then have because everybody at some point once they find their voice, then they go, well, how do I now use it? Right. And what do I do with it? And so for me, you know, going back to, to the previous question about, you know, passion and, and using your voice and finding it, it's like, well, maybe you don't do the thing that you loved as a kid, but you find traces of how that can show up in the in the work you get to do today. Yeah. And so maybe in the corporate world, you pull in those things that you love to do, or maybe it's a side business. You know, maybe you're looking for side income. And so, you know, if arts and crafts are your thing and you, you start an Etsy store or, you know, you sell some things on the side because you realize as a kid you love to communicate and, and express, you know, you see the need that people have and you're really empathetic and so you automatically see there's a need and you can speak into it really well because you're a communicator. I mean, there, there's so many ways that when we look below the surface and we see, oh, I, I used to be good at that. So-and-so pointed that out.
2: Right.
1: You know, it's looking for those clues of how we use our voice and then we just go out and do it. And... While I have big plans and I have dreams and I have visions for my future, when I know my voice, and and this changed everything, when I I found my authentic voice, it does not matter and it still doesn't matter wherever I am, whatever the scenario, I feel connected to the world because I'm being truly me and I know that this is what I have to offer Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks, it doesn't matter what is going on in the world. I can bring myself to a situation and, and no leaving that situation that that was the best me that could show up in that given moment.
0: Wow. I mean, to have that, that voice is so powerful. And I, I love that no matter where you are in your life, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, no matter how little money you have, whatever the case is, wherever you are you have your voice and your voice is consistently with you with something that'll never go uh, you know your 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 voice in the world how you perceive yourself in the world how you put yourself out there to to everyone else and i feel like the more transparent we are in, in our own lives the more people we pull in who are like-minded and who will support us and, and love us and i found that uh, you know i'm just speaking from experience here but with you know with my case when i started being transparent for myself and really started talking about my, my issues in my life and, and the things that I've gone through and uh, as well as the things that I found success in, people were able to look at that and say, oh, me too. I I've, I've felt that way too. Oh, me too. And to have that me too with somebody else, it's a connection that is so beautiful to to have that connection and to to reach out for that connection. and It's something we're all looking for, but once we bring our voice out there, we really do connect with the the world. And I know that you briefly mentioned it, but do you feel um you know to get a little more in detail? Do you feel that once you found your voice, that you were able to connect? I mean, because now you're motivational speaking and and you're doing so many amazing things and speaking out now, which is something you never thought you would do. Which is uh, again just uh, 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 you know, once you find your voice and set your goals that you can really achieve your dreams, even if you are afraid and have failure in your mind, it's okay. Because, you know, we all fail and we all go through that. But here you are, you know, speaking out on the stage and, and, and doing these things. But do you feel that once you started doing that, that being transparent and having a voice helped you better connect with other people?
1: 100% without a doubt. That's an absolute. And for me, and I found it early on before I really even stepped out, to to really hit the bigger stages that the moment I began to be vulnerable and communicate my story first in safe environments with coaching and counseling type environments, but then even a small group, I went to a men's group for the first time. It was men mostly I was the youngest there that day. There's some other guys younger that show up occasionally and average age probably was, was mid fifties is my guess, but this is, you know, late twenties to hear, a group of guys collectively, you know, some who were had just lost their jobs or going through divorce, others who were, you know, from worldly standards, super successful and have the money, the family, and things seem great on the outside. Every one of them still shared the sentiment that they don't have life figured out and that they were just living day-to-day processing as they go, you know, still fighting for their dreams and the beliefs and, and living the best life they knew how in the moment. But it, to me, that was this great sense of freedom of, like, Oh, like me too. Like I don't have it figured out, even though I know like I have plans and dreams and I want to go to this place or these places that it was this relief that I don't have to have every moment planned, figured out because we just don't know. I mean, we can plan for 10 years down the road, but, and the way the the speed of culture and the the changes we face, and maybe this is even true 50 years ago, hundred years ago, maybe they'd be saying the same thing, but, Mm. you know, we just have to live in the moment and give the best we can. And, and so connecting with other people, you know, that has been one of the greatest shifts because when you have those me too moments and you, you pull the lid off the shame, you know, that's, that's, that's the heart of all this is, is removing the shame from the conversation because if whatever things, you know, those beliefs you have, I'm not good enough. I'm too this, I'm to that. Those eat away at us. Well, so as soon as you begin to reveal that to people in the right settings, that are you know, safe environments, you begin to see that that isn't who you are. That's not your identity. And then even bigger, I found, once you get on, you know, in a group settings and then you get on bigger stages and you communicate that in front of people, it's like you just unlock this door because all these people have been thinking, well, I'm this and I'm that, or I can't do this or I shouldn't do that because of whatever reason somebody told them they weren't good enough. You know, a parent told them you can't do that because you won't ever make any money doing it. You need to go be this. Right. And whatever things that they experienced, people told them. And you just see these lights or their eyes just light up with possibilities because now some, which one person, and it doesn't have to be me. It could be anybody. It could be you when you speak from the stage or share in small group settings or coach people that, you know, you can do this. You have this dream within you. Now, I'm a believer that God places dreams within us. And it's our job to then bring them and create what that looks like and it may not be exactly what you picture but when we're faithful with what we've been given and we take steps yeah and step by step by step things begin to unravel and connections happen and so yeah when when we share our voice when we remove the lid and, and uncover the shame and 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 start digging that out and we put good stuff in there and build relationships that support us because here's the thing like the journey to rediscover my voice wasn't a, a six-month process and I was done. It wasn't a, a one-year process and I was done. I mean, the core, and it took a two- to three-year window of really doing a lot of self-discovery and journeying through some things in my life to see from a new perspective. And even now, it's it's a daily work where you're never done. You know, we're never finished learning. I mean, if if I stop learning what my how to use my voice and how most impactful I can be in this season of life and that season of life. You know, one day I'll be married, one day I'll have kids and that'll change the impact in how I use my voice. And so it's learning in the moment, what you can do with your voice to make the biggest difference for the people around you. Hmm. And it's, it's powerful you know, when, when you are able to step into that and give yourself the freedom to know maybe it is a journey that takes years. And if I'm willing to go there, that that, will be worth it in the long run because there's no shortcut to success. There's no immediate gratification that you can find without getting back into that same place. And, and so doing that and then combining it with people, you know, like you and, and other, you know, our Ziegler family and just people we have around the world, you know, the access we have, the people who are influential, who are doing things that we admire has never been, that gap's never been closed as tight as it is, and the ability to reach out and connect and and, and be inspired by people and, and challenged by people. So finding your voice is, is the greatest gift you can give yourself.
2: Yeah.
1: And then once you find it going out and, and whatever that looks like for you, using that for good to make a difference. and you know the, the greatest people, you know some of the most successful people that I, I've read about and studied they experienced depression, they experienced episodes of really just amazingly stressful events that, you know, really threw them for a loop, but they continued to fight for their life and their voice and they rose again and then they rose again and then they rose again. And it's because they believe that their voice mattered enough and that the things that they could do and offer to this world were important enough that they couldn't not do the things that they were doing.
0: Wow. I mean, to be able to discover your voice and then to take that further, even a step further, because once you discover your voice... Uh, you know, like you said before, people say, okay, well, now I have my voice, but now what do I do? Go out and share it with other people because there are other people who need to, to hear your story and hear your uh, opinions because you never know who who's going to relate to you or relate to your story. And we're all capable of finding our, our voices and we're all worthy of finding our, our voices and our passions. And and I think we should all uh, really set that in our mind as a, as a goal on a daily basis, just to wake up and, and have a voice for your own life and your own choices no matter your age, uh, you know, if it's uh, like you said, if it's 15 or 55, whatever the case is, go out and and have a a, a voice, go out and have a voice for your own life. Now we do have to take a break and we're going to play his song Believe again. But when we return, I want to talk a little bit about what he's doing now and then really answer the, the big question, which is how do we get over failure? Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: Somebody told you just not meant to climb that mountain so you just stay grounded you tried to live out loud you just got shot down and you walked away more lost than found but you're stronger than what you've been through there's a story that's only for you you've got a voice one Chance to rise above the noise Believe again Keep on dreaming Keep on reaching Learn to believe Again Learn to believe Believe Again We're here for, Cause we're all searching for what we can know. You gotta be brave enough to find out what you made of, you made a stronger st-
0: back everyone i am joined with tyler williams he is an author a motivational speaker and a country singer songwriter he also drives uh he is a racer uh he drives a sprint car for Corey cruzman in southern california and uh he is doing so many amazing things and making impact in this world with his voice and finding his voice in his own life tyler are you still there with us you got it. Awesome, Tyler. Thank you once again so much for being on my show and and sharing your voice on my show. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. It's it's a joy to be able to to share just a glimpse of my story and yeah, and, and connect with you and support all that you're doing and the good that you're putting out in the world and, and making a difference, inspiring other people. So I really appreciate you.
0: Oh, thank you, Tyler. I really appreciate that. That's very kind to say. So let's, let's uh, really quickly, let's very, very briefly, I want to get a little bit into what you're doing in the future before the end of our show. And uh, I want to know really what's one tip we can use in our life to overcome failure and reach for our goals.
1: Well, you said your know, Zig Ziglar quote, you know, failure is literally just a, a moment. It's just an experience. It's not who we are. It's not our identity. And so the greatest thing and the greatest thing that I can impart with, with your listeners is to reframe the, the failure, you know, take that experience where you said I failed right. and maybe by worldly standards, nine out of 10 people would say you're a failure. Who cares what anybody else thinks? You know, get back into yourself and look within and say, okay, what is the, the failure? And then what's the narrative? What's the story that I tell myself related to that? And then, If it's anything to do with you personally, you know, I'm a failure or that defines who I am, reframe that story, rewrite it out in a new way that makes the failure simply an event. And then take it even further and begin to look at what can you learn from that experience? Because Mm -hmm. the the greatest gift we have are our failures because we can win race after race. We can win, you know, award, music award after music award. And we can get... The greatest accolades, but we don't really sit and learn from our accolades and our successes. We really learn from the failures because they help us move forward away from that to something greater. And so reframing it so it's not your identity. It's just right. a moment. Right. And then taking it further and going, what can I learn from that? And realize that that ticket, you know, those learned experiences will be the greatest gift you can give, even if they're difficult moments. You know, if it's a failed relationship, if it's a, you know, a broken marriage, if it's, you know, a a really tough relationship you have with a kid, whether it's, you know, if you're the kid and it's your parents you have a bad relationship with, or, you know, you the parent have a bad relationship with your child, what can you learn to help you advance it and move it forward? Because the one thing that I was locked into was that most things are fixed. You know, it's, this is who I am. This is kind of how it's going to be you know, I can do these things and I've had, I can have successes, but life is pretty fixed. Like you're given what you've got. And now I really learned the world is, is it's the growth economy. It's, it's a growth experience. It's a growth mindset. So I can always take something and learn and then grow myself, grow the people around me and move my life forward because we never stay stagnant. Life never sits still. Right. And so creating movement out of the failure and, and, launching yourself into that next thing with greater enthusiasm and opportunity because you now see things
2: wow.
1: in a new light, in a new way, because our past isn't who we are. It's just moments that we can learn from. And, you know, there, there's certain things in my past I go, man, like that'd be easier if I wasn't there. But if it wasn't there, I wouldn't be who I am. And I wouldn't be able to share right. the story today. And
0: I think we all need to have that that realization in our own heads that these, these moments were, man, yeah, we wish that didn't happen. That would have been, our life would have been maybe a lot better, but who knows the person and the individual that you would be today without those moments? and does that The moments don't define you. They don't define who you are, but they help you grow and, and, and get through life and, and maybe you learn something that you want to share with another person who's going through a similar situation. Maybe that's how you'll find your voices is through your difficulties that you've gone through in your life or through your successes or through your failures and you are so wise tyler and i just want to thank you so much what are you doing in the future where where can we expect to see you i mean driving your car singing more where, where can we find you in and you know expect to see you in the near future
1: absolutely well it's been a pleasure to be on the show but you know th- this year we're just going to continue to be out doing a lot of speaking engagements around the book in high schools colleges and, and corporate groups sharing the message I have a voice and how that impacts culture from from the young person millennials and generation Z all the way to baby boomers looking to re-engage their voice in a new way and and really connect the generation so that corporately we're we're boosting corporate engagement and retention amongst employees and reducing costs, boosting revenue, just by re-engaging the voices of uh, people who make up the workforce all the way down to millennials and generation Z who are still in school trying to just figure this thing out and, and helping launch people into a place with greater clarity and more impact through their voice. Mm. And then personally, I mean, I'm out there singing country music. I'm speaking on stages. I'm racing cars, and you know, along the way, you know, meeting people and, and just sparking conversations that lead to to just more life for everyone, and myself mm. included. You know, all these things are a challenge to me. And you know, it's as much as we do. It, it's fun to to step out and to just see if you have what it takes to go after something.
0: Right. I mean, to, to test your limits and to really push yourself and and, and see where you can go is such a, an amazing feeling to be able to push yourself and, and see what you can accomplish with yourself. And you, you never really realize how much you can accomplish or, or can push forward until you try. And and that's where, you know, we have to look at is it doesn't matter. You reach out and you try. And, and are you going to fail? We don't know. We don't know what failure, uh, you know, when, if you'll fail, how you'll fail, But what is important is that you will achieve your goals if you don't let go of that dream and that future that you have for yourself, regardless of who's surrounding you, regardless of what people are saying around you, that if you reach out for that goal and you truly reach out and and set that goal for yourself, that you'll achieve it. Now, I I really... Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, you know, for me, it's I would love to be the first guy since Marty Robbins back in the 60s, 70s to hit the major country music charts and and race in the sprint cup series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just just as a just as a friend said the other day, you know, you're singing country music and you're racing, so you're, you're living a dream right now. And, yeah. And 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 that's it, you know, just go after your dreams but realize that sometimes you're living the dream without even really thinking about it. So. Right.
0: Right. And that, uh, you know, and it's always great to set even further goals for yourself and, and further goals for your life and, and, and for who, who you are. And that's okay to, um, you know, look where you are now. It's even look in your past and say, look how far I've come. And I think that we do need to reflect on that and reflect on our past. And I, I just am so happy that you came on my show today and, and shared your wisdom and share who you are. Uh, you're so incredible. And I, I thank you so much for, for sharing your story and your voice with us. Where can my listeners find find more about you?
1: You can go to my website, tylerwilliamslive.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash tylerwilliamslive. Twitter and Instagram is at twilliamslive. And then we're just out there all around. So connect with us. If you want to check out the book, I Have a Voice, go to amazon.com, search I Have a Voice, Tyler Williams. If you'd like to, to check out our music, we're on Spotify. You can buy the album on iTunes, Google Play, all over the place and so we're out there doing it and uh, we'd love to connect somewhere along the way.
0: Yeah. And to even have you come out and, and talk and, and really talk about this and get this out there, because this is an important topic and this is something that everyone needs to to learn is how to find your own voice for your own life. Tyler, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I look forward to seeing what you're doing in the future, my friend. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Have a great
0: day. You too, Tyler. We have Jacob Salem calling to pray us pray us out. Jacob, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Pray us out, my friend. All right. Well, Father God, we just thank you so much for the calls you have on our life, allowing us to be, do, and have more than we ever thought
1: possible, where we can reach out and really have a voice and and reach out and be who you called us to be, Lord. I I hope that all on this call would seek first your kingdom and righteousness, because we know when we do that all things needed will be provided to us, Lord. We love you so much. We thank you so much for Cassandra and all she's doing. We thank you for Tyler Williams and all that he is doing to help others have a voice, Lord. And We just love you so much. We thank you so much for your Son, Jesus, and it's in His name that I pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Jacob Salem, always so beautiful. And thank you so much for, for being a part of my show. You make it so amazing as well. And, and thank you so much. Uh, guys, if you want to find more about Tyler, please go check out my website. And I have amazing podcasts on there as well, um, where you can find more uh, stories just like this one about people who are sharing their, their passion, their mission for life. And a lot of them have either, uh, you know, gone through struggles. And as Tyler was talking about a little bit earlier about how people with success have you know gone through struggles in their life or have gone through something in their life where they feel that they maybe they have failed. We share that. We we are very transparent and we come out from behind this mask that we all want to be perceived as and we talk about real topics. So find out more about Tyler and my other guests as well as Jacob Salem. Please go sh- check out my website which is CassandraPerkinsRadio.com Thank you all so much for listening today and uh, listening to the show and I hope you really enjoyed it and got something out of it. As always a huge thank you to Jorge for running my show. So amazing and I just got to give a shout out to my mom for always being so incredible for supporting me and loving me and help me with my show as well as my family. Guys, remember: love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. We'll see you back here next week.
2: Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit cassandraperkinsradio.com or look her up on Facebook.
3: through the pain and he opened her eyes
0: that's
3: ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.